0: Welcome to the United Nations Career Journey Podcast. In this podcast, we interview colleagues working for the United Nations all around the world. Our conversations explore their fascinating career paths, what career satisfaction means to them, and how they keep learning and developing on the job. My name is Petra, and today our conversation is with Mihail Peleach from UNDP Istanbul Regional Center. Welcome to the Career Journey Podcast, Mihail. Thank you very much for joining us and it is our pleasure to have you as our guest speaker today.
1: Thank you, Petra. It's my great pleasure to talk with you today.
0: So would you like to introduce yourself a bit uh, to our listeners?
1: I'm Mikhail. I'm from uh, Moldova and I'm working in Istanbul Regional Center. Istanbul Regional Hub. What I'm doing, I'm basically making sense how we could make development, how we could make achievement SDGs a little bit faster. So I'm working on green economy and uh, social inclusion issues, mostly, uh, but also a little bit on different other aspects of SDGs like innovation, uh, coordination, because, you know, SDGs are really, really broad topic which requires joint efforts.
0: And how did you become interested in this field? Well, uh, I have a little bit
1: long uh, path through UNDP. I became member of uh, UNDP back in 2005, back in Moldova. At that time, I worked for European uh, Commission in Moldova uh, as an economist. Uh, so I have kind of legacy working in social protection area. But it happened so that I always been on the kind of uh, very strange and very experimental units at UNDP. Uh, and that at that time, UNDP Moldova was growing very fast. They got a lot of new people and I was um, the part of this expansion. Uh, why I was... So much interested in work doing, uh, in work UNDP is doing, because uh, it was a little bit more complex and more sophisticated than I was doing in uh, all my previous uh, jobs. In UNDP, we were not talking about just very narrow social protection uh, system technicalities but a little bit more how this thing will contribute to overall development. And I was very much attracted by the concept of human development, which not only focus on basic needs satisfaction, but also include the component of um, agency, how people are able to participate in development themselves. Because I thought this is an element which is greatly missed in our part of the world in Eastern Central Europe. So that's how I get attracted to this. Uh, Later on, I joined Bratislava Regional Center as program officer. And I was working mostly on human development, social inclusion uh, issues all around uh, Europe and Central Asia region. Later on, I get to Istanbul Regional Hub, uh, where my portfolio was expanded by green economy issues. And then in 2015, we got this new wave of development thinking in the form of SDGs and I have to uh, deal with them.
0: Thank you very much for sharing. It sounds like a very interesting journey indeed. Now, could you perhaps uh, tell us three words that describe you the best and uh, how do these words align with the organization that you work for?
1: I would say analytical forward-looking, and sometimes over-complicated. And I think that somehow reflects in UNDP, because UNDP is doing a lot of thinking, especially Human Development Report Office, but also some other units at UNDP. We are, we are always forward-looking because we, are, we always try to think what's next, what is next governance, issues what are then uh, coming next in terms of sustainability but sometimes yeah we're a little bit over, over complicated and sometimes we need uh, to collaborate with people who who are a little bit forward, forward pushing let's say.
0: And could you tell us how do these words align with your direct work on SDGs or if they are in any way reflected in your direct work on SDGs?
1: That's a great question uh, well uh, what what you could do wrong with SDGs, because we are talking about complex system, right? And there are a lot of interactions and uh, there are a lot of interlinkages and quite many of them are not visible on the first side. So what you could do wrong, uh, on one hand, you could say, okay, uh, let's do very simple thing and then we will sort out the rest. And uh, so we basically say, okay, we reduce complexity in such a way that uh, we simply cut out all non-necessary details. Typically, this is a recipe of disaster. Uh, well, one example, uh, in our region, one country, but I think that's many countries were doing this. Uh, countries were quite happy to bring more cars to satisfy people's needs. So what they did, they simply reduce. Uh, they simply reduce ecological barriers. And they said, okay, whatever you could bring in the country, uh, you could drive it. And suddenly they find out that quality of air went really, really bad. So that's simply uh, seemingly simple solution. It starts harming in some other areas. And I could bring you much more other examples. Like um, my favorite example is how... Indonesia tried to reduce uh, traffic congestion by enforcing the rule that you could drive uh, the car on highway only if you have free passenger in it. And it's immediately they got a market of people who are arriving with you for a very, very small fee. Uh, yeah, they are not solving the problem. So these very simple, simplistic solutions, they are not working. Them. They are a recipe of disaster. Another recipe of disaster is paralysis by analysis. When you start linking all linkages, you simply end up in analysis for the sake of analysis, right? And you say, oh, everything is so complicated, so we cannot move. What we really need and what we are really trying to do in our work is to look on what are the meaningful connections? What are the important things we need to take into account? That's one thing. And second, how we, go with experiments, how we go with tests, and we learn from this, and how we speed up feedback loop. So we are not simply sitting in our offices and doing some thinking, but we are learning from uh, in the field experience. And we have a bunch of uh, really great colleagues in acceleration labs all over the region. But not only them, uh, we have a lot of people who are experimenting and doing really interesting things. And we learn from this experience and try and scale it up. Your initial question was how these three words apply to my daily job. And I think they greatly describe what I am doing in my daily job and what I try to avoid this overcomplication um, in my daily job.
0: These are great insights and tangible examples from the, from the work around the world. So thank you again for, for sharing those with uh, our listeners. Perhaps we could now uh, talk a little bit about uh, some career tools and career development. What specific tools uh, have been useful for you to to develop career-wise throughout your career journey?
1: It's a number of things which could be quite important. And I would stop on three things. One thing is sort of self-assessment tools. So what you know about yourself what you know, you know about of yourself. And what you don't know, you know about yourself. This is uh, quite important. Uh, second is scanning for interesting things. And third is uh, seeking for advice, usually in form of mentoring, but maybe also in the form of networking. So when we are talking about uh, self-learning tool, I use a number of tools. Uh, I particularly like, that's quite outdated, maybe from 90s. Uh, it's called Belbin Group uh, Roles. And it looks how you behave in a group and diagnostics how you usually behave. And she has a number of roles. Uh, one role is completed Finisher, a person who push everybody to finish everything. And Shaper is taking lead on finishing things. Uh, But there are some other roles, like plant. This is a person who generates ideas. And it's also a resource investigator, I think she called this. This is basically a person who look around. So this person look at outside of the group and start scanning, okay, what kind of resources are there? With whom we could talk, who's doing interesting things. And the important thing is in your group, you should have a balance of this. And actually, (laughs) We had, uh, I had a very nice story when we run in Central European University, a summer university school, and we assigned students for two weeks long assignments. So they basically worked together in a group on special assignment. And we had troubles with one group. And I tried to make sense what's going on there. And then I applied this question and and I found out that the person who took a lead of this group, she was... Completer finisher. So she she was great, but she was basically pushed them and told we have a deadline, we have to deliver. But they have no idea. No idea what to do, because in this group it's happened so. They had no person who is a kind of idea generator. And when you have no idea on the deadline, this is a little bit counterproductive, right? So what we did, we sit down with them, run small brainstorming, they got an idea and they start work much better. So that's why I like this tool. And when you apply this tool to yourself, you start seeing what are the roles you are playing most often and what roles you would like to play. For instance, for myself, I find out that I typically play the role of plant or uh, evaluator. So this is kind of quite strange combination. This is basically thinking roles and no action roles and no outside world. So I thought, okay, this is not what I would like to do. I would like to have a little bit more connection. So I start looking how I could improve my performance as a resource investigator. So when I start facing an issue, instead of thinking through it myself, I start calling people and told, look, you, you faced something like that, what you did. And uh, that helped me a little bit expand my role repertoire. That's one uh, one of the things, so knowing yourself. And yeah, this uh, 16, uh, 16 personalities test, I also took it, but you could find a bunch of other tools. So, but basically the idea is to try to understand who are you, uh, what is missed, and how you could improve. Not, not exactly improve. This is not really improvement, but this is a plain, or doing a thing which you believe is important for you so if you identify like i identified i doing analysis i doing thinking quite well but what what is holding me back is lack of connections so i start working on this yeah that's that's knowing yourself second thing is uh, trying to connect with others trying to reach others and uh, this is really important because you start seeing things in perspective. Have you ever seen uh, a map, map of the world, How, when it's printed in Australia?
0: I don't think I have. I have, probably uh, try not. to in Google the...
1: it and you will be shocked because in the middle of this map, you will see Australia. And Slovakia and Moldova will be somewhere in the bottom of this uh, map, somewhere in the corner. and uh, this is a little bit shock when you when you habitual to these um, Eurocentric uh, maps of the world, right? That that's maps we are seeing from the childhood in the school, and that's how uh, how we see the world. So this different perspective is really really important because it could help you much better articulate who are you and what you are doing, and that's why. Um, I'm quite interested in having some other perspective. Again, we had very nice experience, very funny experience when we put together in a group uh, economists and environmentalists, and we forced them to play the game called a fish band game. This is basically a fishery simulator. And economists, they quickly make a model. They find out the way to maximize profits, But that was a kind of big shock for them when the fish stock collapsed and they found out that the bunch of ships which they procured in the game, uh, they are completely useless because no more fish in this sea. And that was a shock for them. I still remember the face of this guy who was kind of, but how, how, how it could be? My model was perfect. It was predicting this, but but on the other hand, uh, if you listen just environmentalists, You will have a perfect garden, perfect sea, Uh, but uh, what will be our life as humans? Uh, That's most probably it will cut quite significantly our uh, material possessions and so on and so forth. So this uh, uh, different perspective uh, is quite important. So that's one of the things uh, could be quite interesting for uh, career development. Because it's not only looking on your things from different perspective, but also looking for opportunities where you could apply. And in UNDP, we are very very creative with invention of different acronyms and position names. But what I find quite useful is to look beyond these positions. But yeah, you could scan around and see what are the opportunities where I could do this. And I think I mentioned third thing, um, mentoring. And I think this is really important. It's closely related with having another look. And I'm quite happy that uh, UNDP now started this uh, mentoring program because I tried to do it informally. It's a little bit work, but when you have it formal, it's much easier and much more accessible for more people. I think the biggest kind of myth and wrong attitude to mentoring is that it will provide you a lot of answers. My experience uh, being mentee in UNDP and being mentor outside of UNDP is that it's mostly about questions. Your mentor should ask you a lot of questions. And there is a theory that uh, it's called five whys. So uh, basically it goes like, uh, if you would like to We got to the root of the issue, you ask five times wise. If your mentor asks you the right questions, you you are able to shape your uh, learning program and uh, development program much better.
0: These were very good insights and uh, also tools that uh, our listeners can use to understand themselves better, have self-awareness and understand how they work in a group. And also, it's great to hear that you had a positive experience with being involved in the mentoring program. I would like to ask you the last question for today, and that is, where do you aspire to be five years from now?
1: Oh, lovely question. Uh, I would like to be in a world which is a little bit more peaceful and a little bit more developed. Um, but I think your question relates to my career. Frankly speaking, I don't know. I, I don't know the name of the place uh, where I would like to be. Um, I know the parameters of this place. One thing is that I still I like the analysis, analytical work I'm doing and I would like to be it to be a part of it. So I would like to do this. Second, uh, I also identified that I miss the role of uh, connector resource investigator. So the, the other thing uh, I would like to do is to be a little bit more in this networking connection, bringing different people together, because this is how, how we do progress. We have to talk with each other, We have to understand what are the drivers and what are limitations of each other. And this is quite important between different people, different professions, different countries to see how we could come to common solutions. We need to talk with each other. So I would like it to be a part of my uh, thing I'm I'm doing the next five years. Uh, And uh, uh, regarding the place, um, I'm not sure. I like all countries. I'm from Moldova. I lived in Slovakia. I traveled in neighboring countries. I traveled through Central Asia and Western Balkans. Uh, I speak four languages uh, and I'm learning fifths so. And I'd, I'd like to learn more. So for me, every place is exciting. So that's in short where I would like to be in five years.
0: Thank you very much, Michal, for uh, sharing your career journey with us and sharing all your tips and advices with our listeners. It has been a pleasure to have you on our podcast.
1: That was my pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: And thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that our conversations will inspire you to keep learning and advancing in your careers. If you like this episode, please share it with your network and make sure to tune in for the next one.